It's Monday, June 24th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into President Trump's decision to call off planned raids targeting undocumented immigrants across the U.S. We'll connect the dots on why Trump pulled a 180 and what it has to do with the situation at the border with Mexico right now. Then, it's been called the deal of the century. But we'll tell you why some major players in the Middle East are saying pass on the White House's plan for peace. And finally, a new drug has been approved that could help some women out in the bedroom. We're here to make your Monday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Sunbasket. The most complicated story today is about immigration. Last week, President Trump tweeted that millions of undocumented immigrants would be removed from the U.S. Raids were planned over the weekend in 10 cities, including New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Atlanta. They would have targeted 2,000 families who had already received deportation orders. And they were supposed to start early on Sunday. But then on Saturday afternoon, Trump called them off. So that's what we're going to get into today. What these raids were about, why the president changed his mind, and how it's related to the situation at the border right now. Let's get into it. First, here's why those 2,000 families were being targeted by Immigration and Customs Enforcement, as far as we know. Members of these families had either been told by a judge they had to leave, or they had skipped a court appearance. So they got final notices in the mail saying they had to leave the country. But these raids meant they'd be forcibly removed. And during them, some children could have been separated from their parents who were undocumented. In a tweet on Saturday, Trump called off the raids and pointed the finger at Democrats. He said they had asked him for a delay. CNN reported that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had called him on Friday and pointedly asked him to put it off. Why? Because Democrats and Republicans have been working on passing emergency spending legislation, about $4.5 billion to help agencies deal with the stream of illegal migrants crossing the border. There are two versions of that bill right now, one in the House and one in the Senate. The big things both sides agree to spend money on are food, water, and medical supplies. But these planned raids could have thrown negotiations between Dems and Republicans off track. So Trump said, let's take a two-week pause on the raids. But he also says he wants lawmakers to make changes to asylum laws for migrants, which is not part of any of the proposed legislation. This move to hit pause on the raids didn't please everyone. Critics say by giving several days notice that raids would happen in the first place, and now with an additional two-week delay, undocumented immigrants have the opportunity to go underground and avoid deportation. And in the meantime, the situation at the border is getting a lot of attention, where border facilities are getting overcrowded with migrants. Last week, lawyers visited a detention facility run by Customs and Border Patrol near El Paso, Texas, and were shocked by what they found. And they told reporters about it. The lawyers say the facility was overcrowded. Children told the lawyers they aren't getting enough food and water. Seven and eight-year-olds are reportedly taking care of babies they had just met. They haven't been able to wash themselves or their clothes, and others had been separated from adult family members they crossed the border with. You might have heard reports over the weekend that they also don't have access to soap or toothbrushes, something the Trump administration is arguing in court that it shouldn't have to provide. VP Mike Pence was asked about these reports on CNN yesterday. And he said Congress needs to approve additional support to the border. And then he said they needed to work on the root causes of this problem. No American should approve 
of this mass influx of people coming across our border. It is overwhelming our system. And President Trump put the pressure on the Democrats in Congress. He was on NBC's Meet the Press yesterday. If the Democrats would change the asylum laws and the loopholes, which they refuse to do because they think it's good politics, everything would be solved immediately. But they refuse to do it. But Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff said the blame should be placed on the Trump administration. Here he is on CNN. They could cure this problem today, uh, but they don't want to because, frankly, the cruelty is part of their policy. It's part of what they think will deter uh, migrants from coming here. It's part of what they think will motivate the Congress to build a wall. Uh, and to use these children that way is, I, I just think, immoral. That was yesterday. Today, it's being reported that the government has removed most of those children from the facility near El Paso. But we don't know where they were taken. So what's the skim? On a global level, the U.S. and Mexico are still talking about how they can work together to limit the number of migrants crossing the border. Mexico has agreed to hold asylum seekers on their side of the border while they wait for their claims to be processed. And starting this week, it's expanding the number of cities where asylum seekers can stay while they wait. On a national level, even though President Trump called off this weekend's raids, immigration activists are getting ready. They've publicized emergency hotlines, mobilized volunteers, and taken to social media. Their goal? To give undocumented immigrants the information they'll need if or when ICE agents show up to their door. Coming up, we're taking things east. To the Middle East, actually. Where the Trump administration is pitching a plan for peace. That's next. Bored with your dinner options? Break free. Sunbasket makes it easy to cook healthy, delicious meals at home. With meal plans like paleo, carb-conscious, gluten-free, Mediterranean, diabetes-friendly, and vegan, you can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes. Go to sunbasket.com skimthis to get up to $80 off. Visit sunbasket.com skimthis to learn more about this limited-time $80 off offer. Peace in the Middle East. Everyone seems to want it. No one's figured out how to get it. A big part of the challenge has to do with Israelis and Palestinians. They've been locked in a political standoff for decades. Palestinians want their own state, and Israel is really not into that. But the Trump administration thinks it has an idea. And tomorrow, it's organizing an economic workshop. Basically, step one towards peace. So first question, what is this workshop exactly? It's officially called the Peace to Prosperity Economic Workshop and is part of the Trump administration's big plan for peace in the region, which it unveiled last month. The administration sent out a bunch of calendar invites for the workshop. Everyone from international business leaders to local government officials in the Middle East got invited. The plan is to brainstorm what economic perks might get Palestinians to agree to a peace deal. The administration is hoping to get billions of dollars from investors to sign on from wealthy countries in the Persian Gulf, as well as Europe and Asia. The whole plan kicks off tomorrow. One thing to know here, the person leading the workshop is President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. When President Trump took office, he basically made Kushner the project manager of coming up with a peace plan. And for the last two years, that's what he's been working on. The rest of his plan isn't out yet, but administration officials have hinted that it's gonna look a lot like what they're hoping comes out of tomorrow's workshop financial incentives for peace in the region. One problem, 
a lot of people who got those Cal invites are RSVPing no. And it's not because of scheduling issues. A lot of Palestinians on the guest list are actually pretty ticked off at the Trump administration. Tensions between Israelis and Palestinians have only gotten worse over the last several years. The Trump administration has sided with Israel on a lot of it. Plus, it's cut aid to Palestinians and moved the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, a contested city. And then they shut down the office in D.C. that's supposed to be the main point of contact for Palestinians in the U.S. In response, Palestinians have reportedly been giving the U.S. the cold shoulder, which makes it pretty hard to hash things out at the negotiating table. What makes it even harder is that it's unclear whether or not Israel is even going to show up. The conference is supposed to last two days. Others who've been involved in peace talks between the Israelis and Palestinians are pretty skeptical of the whole thing. They've tried economic conferences in the past, but so far, no cigar. So TBD on whether tomorrow will be any different. In case you missed it, the World Cup is in full swing, and we've officially reached the knockout rounds. Today, the U.S. took on Spain and won. It was a nail-biter of a game. Both the U.S. and Spain had scored in the first nine minutes, and it was tied for most of the game. But the U.S. beat Spain 2-1, and Team USA is now on to the next round against France on Friday. This is a pretty big deal for the U.S. team. They've been crushing it in the World Cup. And over the weekend, they got big news off the field because the team's been fighting for equal pay back home. They sued their bosses, the U.S. Soccer Federation, for what they call unfair treatment compared to the men's team. And over the weekend, the U.S. Soccer Federation tentatively agreed to try to work things out with the team in mediation, rather than in court. So, progress. For more on the U.S. women's soccer team and this year's World Cup, make sure to download the Skim app. We've got a whole audio episode about equal pay for women in sports. Before we go today, let's talk about sex. Fun fact, the Federal Drug Administration has approved a new drug to treat women with hypoactive sexual desire disorder, aka low sex drive. People are calling the drug the female Viagra, but it's actually called Vilesi. And the way it works is it's a self-administered pen, think like an EpiPen, that goes into your thigh or abdomen 45 minutes before sex. Critics say there isn't enough information out yet on the long-term effects of the drug, how safe it is, or how well it works. By the way, it won't hit the market until later this year, but Vilesi could help a lot of people. Research suggests that more women actually suffer from sexual dysfunction disorders than men. Vilesi isn't the first female libido drug, but the first one, a daily pill, was only approved in 2015, over 15 years after Viagra was first introduced. So, about time. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to add the Skim to your morning routine, you can sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.